know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Um, but yeah, man. Um, uh, let me see here. What am I looking for? I'm looking for the breakdown of this episode on Wikipedia. No breakdown yet. It's over. What's it called? The statistical probabilities. Yes. I can't spell that. Just type DS9 stat. I just DS9 season six. Then it comes up. Episode nine season six. I can't believe we're almost done with a series. It's going to be sad. I'm I'm already feeling like, oh no, Voyager's coming. It's <laughs> really, I mean, so we're gonna do Voyager. Yes. Then Enterprise. Yes. And then Toss. Yeah. So it's gonna be a long time until we get to like a fun series again. <laughs> um, not really. I mean, Enterprise has its moments. But I mean, it has a lot of bad episodes too, right? You know what, man? I'm hearing more and more negative things about Enterprise. Like people, I think for a while were willing to say good things about it because they got, you know, they were upset that it got canceled. And I guess the last season, except for the final episode, was trending in the right direction. Yeah. But, you know, as there's more time away from it, it's it's having the opposite, uh, like reverberations that ds9 does like ds9 is more appreciated as time goes by but enterprise seems like at least from what i see like people are just like nah. shit shitting on it yeah um i think ds9 kind of made and i don't even know if not ds9 excuse me um enterprise enterprise kind of made the 24 mistake i think where like it's hard to watch Each and episode was an hour and a day no 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 but they it was so um from my understanding and from stuff i've tried to go back and watch it's so connected it's so episodic that like it's hard to just pick up an episode if you oh so it's not just each episode's not disposable like They'll present information that, and won't give you the backstory as to why that's important, kind of? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of assumptions. Because, I mean, I know, like, going, like, Enterprise is my least favorite Star Trek show to go back and try to watch an episode on Heroes and Icons, because, like, if they get into like season three i know season two i think they only did four seasons i know one of the seasons feels like a 26 episode arc and it's like that's hard to do you know what i mean because yeah if you miss three episodes you're kind of screwed and like and if you just want to pick up an episode and just watch that's even harder whereas like i think one of the beauties of star trek is like you can watch episode three season three of deep space nine you can watch episode six of season five and still kind of have an idea of what's happening yeah 
you know, where, where with enterprise, I think that's a bit more difficult, if that makes sense. Because there are episodes that I've watched of Enterprise, and I've seen the first, like, 12 episodes of Enterprise. I'll go back and watch and go, I have no idea what's happening. Like, who, what are these things? Who are these people? You know? Like, yeah. with, the, with the temporal Cold War and all that stuff, it's a futuristic temporal Cold War, a nod to mystery, uh, thought to add the element to the X-Files. But I think it went on for, like, a whole season. That's a lot. Yeah, so you know? I guess I guess if if you've already seen the whole series, then it's easier to jump back in and watch any of those episodes because you might have a favorite episode from that season. You know what I mean? Yeah, it says here like if you if you just jump in there without having ever really seen the whole thing, then you're kind of like I'm so lost as to what's going on right now. Yes, like the third season, the third season embraces a heavily serialized uh, format initially dedicated to the search of the Zandi superweapon. It focuses on the Enterprise's mission to prevent a second more powerful Zandi attack from destroying Earth. And also, so like, that's a, you know, like if you're talking 26, 24 episodes, it was the first to use a single story arc for an entire season. That was the only Star Trek series not to feature a Klingon. So like, if you're doing a 24 episode arc, that's a lot. Yeah, you know, so I mean, like even like um, even Battlestar Galactica, like a lot, a lot of times it it was that way. It was heavily serialized as well, but there was only like ten episodes a season. Yeah, 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 so yeah. It wasn't that bad, you know. The stories wrapped up pretty quickly. Yeah, you can do an eight episode arc and be done because that's essentially what Deep Space Nine, the start of. Like, think about Deep Space Nine. Think about the start of season six okay if this was modern television those first six episodes would be your season yeah like that would be it like they would they would lose deep space nine and then they would spend the next six episodes getting it back and then you could pour your entire budget for those 24 episodes into those six yeah and then just make it nuts and then and, just you know agents of shield kind of fell into that trap too in like it's second and third seasons like they were just playing these long ass arcs that just got pointless after a while yeah but in their fourth season they started breaking the show up into like third season releases so they would release like eight episodes in the fall eight in the winter and then eight like in the spring summertime and each of those was like a mini arc and they were all loosely tied together but yeah. each one told their own story and it just got a lot a lot better the storytelling was a lot more efficient so. yeah because you're trying to you're trying to stretch stuff out over 24 episodes i imagine to try to pace that out it's got to be very yeah. difficult and what if it sucks yeah <laughs> yeah like 24 hours of, or 24 episodes are just well, well, you have 24 hours of bad television and like what if it doesn't connect with your audience and they're just like exactly. oh, I don't. that's what i mean like in the writer's yeah. room it may seem like a good idea but then the viewers just don't connect with it now you basically you've deep six the show yeah you know and i think boy i think this uh enterprise kind of ran into that or at least with even with discovery it's kind of like six they break them up as like six or seven episode arcs and then into the next i mean yeah. to, to run a 24 episode arc is kind of madness and again it's hard to watch on on um on syndication because you turn it on and you i have no idea what the fuck these people are talking about 
Yeah. Who is that guy? What are they to what's this, what's this, what? Who? You know, like, because, and I think sometimes when you go into Star Trek, you expect a certain number of things. You expect a certain, you expect a certain breed of alien. You expect a certain kind of je ne sais quoi, if, if I say so myself, you know, a certain flavor. It is, it is kind of weird that that series happens before any other series, but then they, there's aliens and stuff that you never see again. Again, yeah. It's like, what happened? Yeah, and I don't understand why they don't, why they've been afraid to go forward that's why i'm really excited about picard yeah because they're going forward like yeah, now you can bring in new stuff and yeah great with the old stuff and it's yeah you can bring in new stuff and people are going to go well, i don't remember that in the timeline and when did this happen well yeah. this this happens 25 years in the future we're writing the timeline as we go it just seems more liberating as as a creator as opposed to being kind of boxed in yeah you know because then you just even, even if they are just rehashing a borg plot line yeah, I mean, I don't even know what the Zandi are. Though. Is it a Borg plot line? No, no, I'm talking about Picard. Oh, yeah, I don't <laughs> like even, it's yeah. It's still going to be exciting because it's new. But it's Borg, I guess. Yeah. But it, but it can't be Borg. Like, there's no way. The Picard series? Like, is that is it really going to be like Borg and Data? Because that seems lackluster and kind of lazy. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's why they're bringing back, bringing uh, Seven and Nine in there and Hugh. And like a lot of the... The scenes are on a board cube that in the trailer and stuff. So. That seems that seems lazy to me. Like that one why? mystery girl, I think she's a former Borg or something. What up, former Borg? Yeah. You know, I thought the Borg were kind of taken care of. And then that's another thing. Like I feel like Voyager kind of beat the Borg into the ground. Oh yeah. You know. But then, they were like, man, people came, people came back to watch it for the cat suit, but we need something else. Yeah. And like, I, and it, if anything, that's when there should have been more crazy new shit going on because it's all crazy and new shit. Like you're yeah. 75 years away from Earth. Like, yeah. do some stuff. Yeah, but I guess that's where TV budgets get into ruining everything. Yeah, but again, you though, can only put feathers on somebody's head and then call them an alien. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but also too though, if you're, you know, if you have the budget of a twenty-four episode series and you make ten episodes, you can do a lot more. And I think that's yeah. that's one area people, where I, people weren't that creative back then. No, I just the way that programming, television programming worked back in the nineties was just a lot different than it is now. Oh yeah, now it's I think now it's for the better, but it's quality over quantity. Or before it was just that we have to sell 24 episodes. Yeah. For yeah. advertising. Yeah. But to think, but I mean, but if nobody's that watching. Actually, it's kind of, I wonder who like came up with that or came to that realization is like, okay, we could sell one show, like 24 episodes of one show at an advertisement rate and just kind of hope that it works out. Or we can sell three shows of advertising and each one of them is going to be better than that one you know, long season show because it's going to be like a compressed, uh, compressed production schedule. Like they'll save money just making eight episodes, even if they increase the production value mm -hmm. within those episodes, just because the time frame and the scheduling and all that kind of stuff that you have to do for it is going to be a lot easier. But that seems like it. That was a, a revelation <laughs> um, to I, them making money. I guess probably HBO. But they don't tell advertising. 
Yeah, but they sell subscriptions, which is just like I don't think people liked a preferred HBO because of the the series links. Well, they well they preferred HBO because of the quality of the series. Yeah. Um. See, broadcast TV can't go off of subscription. No. Fee. So they they're solely an ad based revenue. Well, they still are though. I mean, like you yeah. still. I so mean, like, but if you can sell three good, three great shows instead of one okay show, it's going to be uh, more successful for you. You can raise your ad prices more. See what I mean? I mean, I I guess, but I mean, like, you also have to have three great shows, and like, I think it's harder for networks to get great shows because they have to meet the. Well, like if, you, like if you only had, so one, like each night of prime time, you can basically air three shows. Right? Uh-huh. If they're like hour long yes. dramas or, you know, basically four comedies in a drama or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, and so that's a whole year of programming that is just taken up by those shows each night. Yes. But if you start breaking even... that out, like, so you have to go with safe choices, what you think is going to work and everything like that. And it's a year long bet that you're making. But if you can start breaking that up into thirds, you can take more chances on more risky types of shows. And if they don't work, eh, it was just eight episodes. Who cares? Or 10 episodes, you know? And, but if it catches fire, then like Breaking Bad or something like that, then all of a sudden. Yeah, you but to- you couldn't do Breaking Bad on a network. But it, it, cable kind of works the same way. They're selling advertising too. Yeah, but you can't do like, like uh, uh, Hannibal or something like that, you know, which was only released in like I think ten episode seasons. Yeah, but I but well, I don't think the ratings for Hannibal were all that great. I think it was. But they like if they had to do twenty four episodes of Hannibal, do you think they would have taken the risk to even put it on the air in the first place? No, no. But if they can do if they can do a ten episode season. Yeah, why not put it on the air and see what happens and it, if there's enough critical response. Well, I mean, you have to, but I mean, now it seems like on network television, you have to have your audience like your first episode. They're going to blow you out. It's like there's less room for error at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have to be great right out of the box. Like there, there's no... Oh, was The Good Place? Have you watched The Good Place? I've heard good things. Yeah, but it like, like the first couple episodes, I was just like, okay, but it... Like once things start revealing, then you're like, oh shit, this is a great show. You See, know? but I think a but, show like So the- you know you only have to be invested for ten episodes to get the whole first season. It makes it a lot easier as a viewer to digest too. But I also think a show like The Good Place is gonna get a little bit more of of a leash because Ted Danson's in it. Because the who who created the good place. I also think that has some stuff to do with it too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you've got Marky Michael Shore. I'm look I'm looking it up now. If you've got like marquee people that are just banging it out, let's see, created by Michael Shore. Yes, you are correct. And he um, is the office and parks and rec. Yeah. So he's gonna get a little bit more oh yeah, the office, the OC. But they didn't give uh um Brooklyn nine nine. What's Mass- that uh, school te- the school teacher one that just got canceled but picked up by Hulu um, with the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, I don't know. And Patton Oswalt's on that show too. But like that one, I watched the first season. I was just like, nah. 
and oh, um, bio cat bio yeah, ap bio yeah yeah i mean he created that show too and just wasn't good enough i don't see his i don't see that on his i don't see ap bio on his i thought he did uh-uh. oh he played Moe's. okay i know who this guy is okay he does a podcast too that i've heard about that's yeah. supposed to be pretty good Okay, I'm sorry, Mike O'Brien. I got my mic mixed up. Yeah. Okay. He's All also right. married. He's also married to Regis Philbin's daughter. That's amazing. Yeah, this is Moe's. Okay. So he's Moe's. Yeah. All right. Yeah, somebody told me Moe's podcast is really great. But yeah, so I mean like he's gonna get a little bit more because he's like, oh, dude, I'm a beast. Like, I I wrote for The Office and for Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, I'm the man. I'm the executive producer of Masters of None, even though I don't really like that guy. What, is he on Sorry? Yeah, not a fan. No? I'm just not a fan. I don't know why. I'm just not a fan. We went to the same high school. At very different times, though, I imagine. Yeah, he's younger than me. Yeah. But I only, I only went for one year. He went for two the South Carolina Governor's School for Science and Math. Ooh. He's a smarty pants. So what you're saying is he's like Julian then in this episode of yes. Nine we're watching. Yes, he's an augment. He's an he's a, a mutant. I don't like how he calls Freak. himself a, a mutant because it being an, uh, a Marvel Comics fan, like, bitch, you ain't shooting lasers out of your eyes. <laughs> like, no, there's a difference. There's a difference in the Marvel con- Comics universe between a mutant and a mutate. I know. So no, he's was, actually a mutate because he was changed from his original genetic structure. So that's the difference? Yes. All right. So a mutant is born that way like Lady Gaga. Exactly. A mutate. You ain't. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So that's interesting. But yeah, I, I don't like how he keeps calling himself a mutant because, again, you don't have a healing factor. Yeah. Like You ain't Nightcrawler, baby. Your skin can't turn to metal. <laughs> You can't do none of that stuff. Who's your you favorite? Go, you didn't go to school in Westchester County. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite uh, Marvel X Men, Dennis? My favorite X Men. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're a big X Men fan, right? Uh, yeah. Have you read any of the new stuff? I have. Yeah. I've been reading on uh, Marvel Unlimited. The Hickman stuff. Um. Because Hickman just Hickman just took over that book. Brisson and Rosenberg were doing it for a stretch, um, but then yeah, there's it, like a six month delay, so it might I might not have gotten to the Hickman. Yeah, the Hickman stuff just has started. I think I heard it's real good because that guy's a monster. That, yeah. Um, I guess I mean when I was a kid, I always liked Wolverine. Obviously, you know that was kind yeah. of a big thing. That's kind of I don't know what I can say about that. Like, I mean, you and everybody else. Cool. Yeah, he. That's why I he like was, long shot. Long shot was pretty fun. Long shot. Okay. That's but that's why, of course, everybody liked Wolverine. That's why he was in every book. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't real I didn't I didn't realize there was such an affinity for magic from the New Mutants. Like yeah, it seemed, I wonder what that's about, though. <laughs> it, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're implying in that either. Because she's been hypersexualized. Like when she was originally, like, originally a new mutant, you know, they all wore the same uniform and everything like that. But 
once they've really leaned into like her demon uh, background or whatever, like they, her midriff is just always out there. <laughs> I don't know. Seems kind of weird to me. Okay. I always just thought it was the sword. The sword is cool, but I don't know. I'm suspicious of people's enjoyment. Okay, so you think magic is okay? I can see how because I googled imager and I am seeing a lot of she. It's like and it's like I bet a lot of anime fans like magic. She's basically the white queen with a sword. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. All right, and it's weirder like because when I started reading, you know, New Mutants came out when we were kids. Yes, and they were kids. Yes. And so now you, this is a character that's always kind of been a kid, you know, Colossus's younger sister in my mind. And now it's like, wow. Now she needs Colossus to needs to mentor her. And Colossus <laughs> like, look, you, you need to wear clothes. Yet, you will not wear that. There's no reason for your belly to be hanging out. I'm going to limbo. You can't tell me what to wear. I did. Look at my titties. I'm a woman. <laughs> I don't think. I think what drove that home for me is they had like the, um, the, uh, the game on your phone you could play that was like the Marvel superheroes uh-huh. game, the contest of champions game. And like the, um, the animation, like if you play magic and you win, like the animation they do for her is like her bending over and, and <laughs> up or whatever. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Here? <laughs> Put some clothes on baby. Yeah. I do like her sword. That's what I thought. Cause like yeah, the soul I- sword is cool. Yeah, the Soul Sword is cool. And I've only seen her, like, see, I know this sounds naive, but I'm not the biggest X-Men fan, but I've only seen her drawn with more clothes. But, like, now that I'm Googling this and I'm seeing, like, titties all over the place, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I haven't, like, I haven't seen her in a regular uniform in probably 15 years. Weird. (laughs) All right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I've always liked Wolf's Bane. I thought he was a cool one. And then... Oh, that's a chick, actually. Wolf's yeah. Bane. Rain Sinclair. And then I like... Um, She's Scottish. I like What's-His-Face. Uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Banshee's so, pretty cool. Oh, really? Because I was a big... Uh, where is it? I was a big fan of... Excalibur. Excalibur is my favorite X book. I couldn't get into it. That's why I liked it. I didn't like the Warwolves. I liked the Warwolves. I liked Lockheed. Excalibur kind of, when it first came out. It was, was wacky. It was a little campy. Yeah, that's why I liked it. And I thought, okay, fine. But then the Warwolves started like sucking Eating. people's bodies, <laughs> wearing their skin. I was like, what is happening here? Yes, that shit was cool. And then like the cross time caper, dude, that's a great art. If you have, if you haven't read the Cross Time Caper, you have Marvel yeah. Unlimited. The whole it. background of Captain Britain's a little weird. Yeah, and Megan and stuff like it's all it's all a little out there. But it's cool. Yeah, because it it was like it was an X Men book when I was a kid that wasn't super serious, and it started out as number one, and I was like, hey, "Ooh, man. I got the I got the number one." Being an X Man is serious business. Super serial. That's right. Just like being, um, this guy in these episodes that we're watching here. Are we just not going to stop and start with the, the episode? I mean, we got to talk about Deep Space Nine eventually. How long have we been talking now? <laughs> I don't know. Probably 20 minutes. 
I, I mean, the funny part is too, Dennis, I really enjoyed this episode. Oh, it's great. You know? Until the very end. Um, well, okay, uh, so... I have a really weird reason for not liking the end. All right, well, I would like to hear your really weird reason. It's basically like the episode opens and there's a bunch of weirdos. Like, that's the easiest way to describe it. It's it's like a bunch it's of... a bunch of mental patients. Yeah, a bunch of weirdos. One flew over Deep Space Nine. Yeah. One is like a fat older guy who's very emotional. One is like a shitty Tony Stark looking dude who kind of talks a lot. And he ticks, he ticks, he ticks. He ticks, he says the same things over and over and over and over and over, and over again. Um, the other one is a mute, and then the other one's like like a like a dick fiend. Yeah. Barfly cock gobbler. <laughs> I mean she she's into sex. She's into having sex. I'm yeah. not gonna shame her, Dennis. That's just what she's into. I'm I not, wanna know. I'm sure her, she loved being a cock gobbler. What's her mutated state? Like I think what, I think what the point they're trying to make here is like they were they were mutated by, um, or they were genetically manipulated, you know, illegally. Obviously. Like quacks. Yeah, but the people who did it weren't good at it. Yes. So Julian, the person who did him, or the people who did him, were really good. So they yes. did his job. His, his emotional, you know, state is solid for the most part. But all these people suffer debilitating behavioral issues because they went to quacks. Now, the sexy lady didn't seem to me like she had a... I think her, I think her hypersexualization is what is her flaw. Is that a flaw, Dennis? I, I wouldn't mean, think so. If she was a man, would that be a flaw? Then she'd be Captain Kirk. Like, she'd, she'd be, be Riker. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I think, this one was, I think this one was very sexist. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to try to win over lady fans or to sound like a social justice warrior. I mean... You put a beard on her in a red suit, she's Riker. <laughs> Am I wrong? Like, I don't need your fantasy women. Like, I mean, <laughs> even kind of look like them. Yeah, she, she's definitely like the most normal, I guess. Yeah. Out she, of all of them. She just wants to fuck. She just has low inhibitions and she's ready to fuck. Here's the interesting thing about I don't these think four, a though. Woman, I don't think a woman who has low inhibitions and who's ready to fuck should be in a mental institution. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think that's fair. In the 24th century, I'd hope we'd be more liberated than that. Like, a woman could just go out and get They them. fuck in hollow suites. Yes. And they're judging her? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> get out of my face. How many people on the show have we seen have been in love with lights? <laughs> like, yeah. the way lights bend in yeah. an imaginary room. Oh man, that hologram gives the best hand jobs. It's awesome. I can't believe that lady wants to have oh. real people. How dare you kiss him and what then want to and talk about liking other men too? What a whore. You need to be locked away. You must be a witch of some sort. Burn her. <laughs> so the interesting thing about her, the actress, is she was one of the main villains on the Power Rangers show. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Like this lady, she's, I, I was looking up all four of them and the, the two guys are, you know, pretty uninteresting. They don't really have much of a career to look into, but the two women were interesting to me. She was, um, she was also on the episode, the ship. She played a Benzite. So we probably couldn't tell what she looked like. Cause she probably, you know, the people with the bongs on their chest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of those people. Okay. Um, she was, she, Created two board games with Daryl Hannah. <laughs> huh. 
and uh yeah the power rangers thing kind of surprised because i never really watched the power rangers yeah me neither it came out too late for us to really to enjoy it because it was targeted more to younger kids but she was one of the main villains on it interesting now, did she have them big ass titties on the power ranger show because i watched that. i a google image search will tell you that yes she did she was in a all-female group called the american girls yeah i guess they were trying to be the go-go's or something daryl hannah so she okay all right yeah the other lady, the mute, uh, that actress's name is Faith Saley. And I know, like, I saw the name. I was like, wait, I know that name. And she's like a panelist on the NPR show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Huh. Like, she's a regular on there. So, okay. So pretty interesting. Interesting. She was also married to Lauren Holly's brother. Oh, yeah? it says right here okay who's that hillary shepherd or faith saley uh faith saley the mute oh, okay girl. so she was once jim carrey's sister-in-law <laughs> yeah or ex-sister-in-law or somehow yeah somehow. it depends on when they were uh okay so jim carrey and lauren holly were already divorced by the time she got married to her brother hey how you doing tim ransom nice to meet you i'm jack yeah. I'm Jack. Jack Jack see. Jack. Jack Jack Jack. Jack Jack Jack. Jack Jack Jack. 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 Last name off. Jack off. Jack off. I can do flips. <laughs> I'm gonna break her neck. I'm the leader of the group. And then the one lady is extremely sexual. But mm -hmm. I don't see how that makes her a crazy person. Like the know. other the like Jack and Patrick clearly have like real issues. But that's the thing. I don't understand why they can't fix these things. This is the 24th century. They have all kinds of these medical breakthroughs and everything. Like, why can't they fix them? So what you're saying is they broke them. Why can't they put them back together? Yeah. Like, they know what their problems are. Like, the Patrick guy's like a, uh, he's like a kid in a grown-up's body, you know? Uh -huh. like, why can't they fix that? Why can't they make Jack not psychotic? Why can't they make Lauren more sexually aggressive <laughs> <laughs> yeah like unless she's like a raper i don't see the problem here i don't either she you does kind of kiss rape julian at one point but you know he didn't but, mind yeah julian was he like, was asking for it walking in that tight pants those tight pants <laughs> julian also looks like he's got highlights like did you notice like his hair looked lighter yeah like i think he's i think he's been going to the hanging out at the beach yeah getting his hair data on the fucking uh promenade they put in a hair place like a great clips <laughs> i would just like tips please blonde tips some highlights like justin timberlake <laughs> but yeah he's um yeah i don't understand man but like yeah so these these four crazy people are brought to deep space nine mm -hmm. um in the middle of a war mind you which is kind of dumb you would think this would be a good episode before the war started, but I guess the war kind they, of... Yeah, they needed the war. Yeah. But yeah. why not then bring Julian to Earth or wherever? Yeah, I thought it was weird that they would bring these four whack jobs to make a military installation during a, a heightened period here. Or maybe but, they were thinking, hey, if he can't fix them, we're going to kick him through the wormhole yeah. <laughs> and let him figure it out over there. Yeah. <laughs> going to shoot him out into space. Yeah, space, space. Shoot him out into space, space. Yeah, space, space. Uh, I'll give you a space blowjob. Uh, oh, my God. 
<laughs> I mean, she just wants to fuck, Dennis. Damn, there's nothing wrong with that. Hell no, baby, get it on. Let's let's fuck. I'll be here, doctor. I'll play doctor with you. I'm gonna have to give you a hysterectomy with my wiener. <laughs> 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 Gotta get up in there. We gonna have some sex. <laughs> you wild, you wild girl. You crazy. You wanna get it? Mm. Yeah. We go. We gonna get our fuck up. Come on, now. Let's go, girl. I don't like how on the Wikipedia page they describe her as a female, almost 40. So what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I bet, you know what, she probably, they probably put her in the mental institution when she was like 39. Like, look, you're too old now. Ain't nobody <laughs> trying to fuck you, woman. You better get you. All that shit was cool when she was 25. Yeah. When you're 22 while not at the club, everybody wants you, right? but now that you're 40, that's kind of, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ooh, no, that's what happened. That's exactly. I bet you that's this exactly what happened. Cougars. <laughs> yeah. Before cougars were acceptable. Yeah, because I bet you if you show this episode to a dude who's 19 years old, he's gonna go, "What's wrong with her? She seems fine to me." She's got Blanche Devereaux syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would they put Blanche Devereaux in a mental institution? Probably, because she's trying to fuck everybody. And, and she's real old. Like, this lady's only yeah. 40. Yeah. Blanche Devereaux is a cautionary tale. Yep. But at 22, though, this girl fine. Yep. She's great. Let everybody right. want her around. Hey, did you invite, did, did you invite, what's her name to the party? And Lauren, she's going to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to be Drop it on us. She's going to fuck off everybody. It's going to be awesome. But at 40, ugh, go, yeah. ew. You can't invite her to your dinner party. <laughs> she's going to fuck everybody. And turn into a key party. Ugh. She makes such terrible casserole. <laughs> she's too busy blowing everybody. Everything's penis shaped. <laughs> and burnt. She's too busy fucking. Let me guess. You're going to bring an erotic cake? All right. <laughs> That's a perfect mold of your vagina. All right. We get it. We've all seen it. <laughs> that was 10 years ago. It's time to move on, Lauren. Yeah. Okay. It was fun when we were 22. But now that we're almost 40, we're a lot more mature now. Just smacking everybody in the face with vagina pies. <laughs> Have a cream pie. <laughs> Have a cream pie. Now give me a cream pie. <laughs> you and your husband. <laughs> and his friend. But yeah. But um, they come That's to this. no crime. Yeah, they just, she just, I mean. If, if they locked a, her up because they want to keep her to themselves. Uh-huh. If being a horny old lady is a crime, then. Man, I can't wait to run into these criminals. <laughs> How do I end up in that jail? <laughs> yep. Who who I got to kill? <laughs> Send me there. Let's go. Yeah. But I didn't, again, I didn't like the Patrick character portrayal that much. Like, I don't like it when they make people seem like they're mentally deficient. Yeah. In a way, it's like the pack leads. Same well, he thing. was, he, I think he like, was. I know he's really smart, but like, you know, I don't know. Uh, Dennis, I don't want to uh, contradict you here, friend, because um, that's not what the show is about, especially when Ben's not around. But I think uh, he was more men, uh, uh, emotionally deficient than. He's like ben. childlike, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I just, I just, uh, yeah. Developmentally challenged. Yes, he's seven issues with his emotions. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I get you. He was he was my least favorite of the wackies, because I mean, you know, 
The whack pack. Yeah, the whack pack. I didn't like Patrick. Lauren was fine. Jack was kind of annoying, but like he did because he had like the the pre is like pre Tony Stark. Yeah. He had like the little mustache and the goatee, and he was real smart, real smart, real smart, real smart, real smart. But I did I did like them as a group. Like I yes. think all together they they are a pretty good um, you know cast of characters. Yes. And so they're on this space station because Brigitte's going to try to help him be normal. And they were like, well, we don't want to be fucking normal. We like being the way. Inspiration. Like, look, you can just be normal like me. (laughs) Yes. You can just be normal like like me. Like they have a choice for the way they're behaving. Yes. That's another thing. That's fucked up, man. (laughs) Well, yeah. It's not their fault they're that way. Yes. It's really not. And again, the fact that they can't do anything medically like. You, I, I can break an arm and they can run a light over it. My arm yeah. is magically fixed. Uh, it'll be sore for a couple of days, but you should be fine. You should be back to playing fucking tennis in no time. <laughs> but you guys haven't figured that out on my brain. Like you can't run yeah. a light over my brain and go, okay, you're good. <laughs> I don't think they did a good, en- uh, a good enough job uh, kind of defining that because, I mean, there have been cases where like, Brigitte will fix someone's brain by just putting that little light thing on there. Like, oh, we're doing brain surgery on them. Yeah. You know, but like, where's, where's the disconnect here? Now, if they would have explained it because maybe the doctors who performed the surgery, the quacks, did such a horrific job. Like it was, you know, I guess, uh, unreversible, if you will, then say that. But just by the fact that like, yeah, they're an institution, fuck them. Yeah. You know, it seems very unlike Star Trek to just be like, oh, fuck them. They're, they're crazy. Yeah, and it seems like the only counseling they get is talking, yeah. you know, psychotherapy, not any kind of drugs or anything like that yeah. or medication to treat them. It's like they're fucking Scientologists. Yeah, and they're so smart. Why can't they heal themselves? They should be able to figure this out, right? Well, they, they should be able to figure each other out. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to fix yourself, but it's easy to fix other problems. And I think that's the whole point of this episode where like they, these all four of these people are pretty fucked up, but they see uh, the new goals, little speech that he's given about, you know, his mission and efforts and stuff. And it's like a peace thing. And they all of a sudden they start shooting this thing to pieces. This speech, they're all telling this. Well, this is bullshit. This guy doesn't want to be saying this. this he's a is- pretender. He's being, he's forced and you can tell someone's making him say this and they put the whole story together. So Brigitte gets the bright idea like, hey, now these people feel like they have a purpose, which is very nice of Brigitte to kind of say like, hey, you know, maybe we can help these people by them kind of analyzing some of this data. But it goes very much from like hypothetical for fun to these guys are right on. We're going to base all of Starfleet yeah. intelligence on what they have to say. We'll give them access to classified materials. What could go wrong? Have we met these four people? It's like, it's essentially like they were really good at playing Sim City, and somebody said, okay, now just we're just going to give you like a bunch of equipment, build a real city. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you did really good at Roller Coaster Tycoon? Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm willing to bet when Cisco sent the report into Starfleet Command, he didn't tell them that these were mental patients. <laughs> He's like, hey, we've got these four analysts here that uh, have come up with this theory, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Ooh, okay, that sounds really good. 
But yeah, it goes from make believe to okay, you guys are basically planning our war effort yeah. <laughs> a little too quickly for my tastes. Like even that one thing, like analyzing that uh, the border negotiations, that's fine. You know, get their input on it because they're able to shed some insight onto something that nobody else would have really seen. Yes. You know? Yes, but again, that's all very like hackney. Like, oh, he's not looking at that part of the map. He's not looking at that part yeah. of the map. Well, I mean... Okay, that's very coincidental, but okay. But I guess it did work out because they wanted a certain system that had a bunch of fungi on it, and they yeah. were going to turn that fungi into Tetracell White. That's, that's another thing I didn't understand about this episode, and I really wish Ben were here to help. <laughs> because the wormhole's open for business again, right? Like, it's, yes. did they remine the wormhole? I don't I think don't, so. No, I don't imagine so, but I imagine... Because um, before, the Dominion were able to just move in and out of it because they were cloaked. They could never detect them until the wormhole opened. And they're yes. like, oh shit, there goes another convoy of Dominion. You know? Yeah. But why can't they get more Ketracel White from the Gamma Quadrant? Uh, I mean... Or if, more reinforcements or anything. If you can cut down on having to go back and forth for it, right? And you can never have enough drugs. As someone that used to do drugs, like you, there can... But why can't they get bring any? That's what I, I just don't understand it. Like, why did I they? Mean, I'm say, sure okay, we can't ever use the wormhole again. I mean, that one time their fleet got wiped out <laughs> by the prophets. <laughs> yes. Are the prophets doing this every time now? Every time the Dominion try to come through, or I don't know. like I don't under like it's never explained, and I just don't understand why they don't just try to get more more wide again i'm gonna say you can never have enough drugs yeah but they already know there's a bunch in the gamma quadrant they can go yeah, get. yeah but they don't have to go all the way back like it's nice to it's have not your, that far nice to have your drugs for drugs are you telling me they want to go that far to get their drugs i mean if but it's it's a matter of convenience dennis it's like okay think about it like this there is a i don't think i don't think what are your what are your what are your two favorite fast food places dennis fast food places yes uh, I guess Taco Bell and Wendy's. Okay, so you're in the right lane, okay? There's a Taco Bell on the right side and a Wendy's on the left side. Are you going to make that U-turn to get to Wendy's or are you just going to turn into Taco Bell because it's right there? No, but see, here's, here's the real question. This is the difference, though. Matter of convenience. So the last Taco Bell in Hampton Roads, let's say, is in Newport News. Uh -huh. And I moved to Chesapeake. Okay. Am I going to cross the the bridge tunnel to go get my taco bell no even though it's really inconvenient and there might be a taco hut or something <laughs> a taco smell yeah no but if, I, if i'm addicted to it like i gotta have my taco bell or i'll go crazy <laughs> i'm gonna cross the bridge tunnel even i don't know 4 30 in the afternoon i don't know i think that seems risky to me no you gotta have it you're gonna go get it i don't know people suck dick for drugs man <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna go through the wormhole now do you think lauren does that or does she just suck dick and drugs are a fun after yeah i don't think she does drugs her body's a temple She's that just, everybody has to fuck yes <laughs> my body's a temple that everybody has to come inside <laughs> put your worshipers inside me yes all your worshipers go in my mouth and anus mm. but yeah so uh, i'm super in the, this episode. 
And then, um, yeah, so I don't know, but I guess we could find out. That's a good question. I didn't even really think of that. I was just like, oh yeah, sure, okay. Like yeah, I understood, I, mean, I understood the catch a cell white supply was low when the wormhole was mined, but now that it's not mined anymore, they never had a problem getting past the Federation to get through the wormhole before. So I don't understand why they wouldn't do it now. Uh, but didn't they just blow up a tetracell white factory too? That was in the Alpha Quadrant. Well, this is in the Alpha Quadrant, so maybe I know, they, but they can they can just go. Yeah, I mean that would be more convenient, but I don't like they shouldn't be low on supply. They yeah, but but this whenever they need to build it. They also they also said this, but, but I believe they also said this would give them enough tetracell white forever. Forever, forever, ever. Yeah. Forever? So, I mean, if you can get an endless supply of drugs. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Why going back to my planet. original argument? But I'm not. I'm not saying better. that's why they want that planet. Like that. This is kind of beside the point of them wanting this planet. Like, I'm just wondering why they're still not using the wormhole even though it's not mine anymore. I'm going to use your wormhole. Ooh! <laughs> no mines. Ain't no mines in your wormhole, baby. It's open for business. Come on in. Weather's fine in my wormhole. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so they tell them that, and then everybody's happy about the whack jobs doing this cool stuff. And then all of a sudden, like they start doing all kinds of projections. And it's fun, too, because they're doing these things and they're all on a different tablet. Like all the information is on one tablet. Yeah. And so Cisco just has all these tablets in front of him. And as I'm watching this on an iPad, I'm thinking like, this is super hilarious to me. Yeah. Like it's weird that each one of these things is on a different tablet, which yeah. is just so silly. But like uh, for, for the visual gag, it works, but yes. like conceptually, even in the nineties, they had to know it's like, you can fit a lot of data probably on one of those things. One page. They had to, if you, if you think 50 years in the future from then, like, I'm no, sure Dennis. a lot of stuff. Each on tablet is one piece of paper. <laughs> it's not very efficient, but it's man, like it looks. In, uh, uh, Encounter at Farpoint, they talk about printing stuff off. It's like, what? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, though, I bet that's real technology, though. We're going to print it with a laser. Yeah, a laser printer. <laughs> mm, fancy, right? Yes. We are hey, so, in 1986, that was fancy. We are so technologically advanced because we print with lasers. <laughs> then Morgan it. Freeman's voice, the world wouldn't see a real laser printer for another 12 years. <laughs> laser. But yeah, so they do all that. And then they keep going and keep going. And this is how it's going to be. And it's going to be great. And it's going to be wonderful. But then all of a sudden, they did another projection. And oh, no. It's over, Johnny. There's yeah. no way the Federation can win. They're going to lose 900 billion people. <laughs> yeah. But their methodology is really kind of dumb. Like they're saying, the further you go into the future, the less significant small events are going to impact it mm -hmm. that's dumb <laughs> the further you go into the future yeah then the like minor details can change a lot of things yes you go in the future yes uh, they seem like they can make more accurate predictions 200 years from now than 200 yeah years. that doesn't really make sense to me no. either you would think this the earlier the better 
like they'll be more accurate the closer they are to right now. Yeah, you can account for variables that are closer in time than you can one further out. Yes. Those will change things in unpredictable ways. Yeah, because like, you know, look at history, yeah. if you will. And all these things build on each other. Yeah. Like one change here changes something else later and later and later and later. It's not like only happening at that one point in time. Yes. So that, that's how you can tell these people are crazy. <laughs> fucking nuts and you are too julian <laughs> well julian's all like oh no we have to surrender and i love cisco surrender to the dominion but on my watch <laughs> it's such a great line that he says just the way he says it yeah. surrender to the very dominion. scolding surrender yeah. to the dominion. come what the fuck are you crazy bitch you know who i am i'm cisco you gonna show me that dong 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 you got a better chance of that happening than surrender to the dominion. I bet they had to cut the N-word out because I bet he said it to yeah. Julian at that point. And we're pleading. <laughs> <laughs> N-word too crazy. Surrender to the dominion. I would love to see an outtake <laughs> like that. Have you seen that Booker T um, wrestling yeah. promo where he calls Hulk Hogan yeah. the N-word? <laughs> oh, oh, we come for you, N-word. <laughs> And then he goes, <laughs> I think that was live. I don't think they could. I believe it was. They could cut it. No, they couldn't because it's on the internet, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite. That stuff gets leaked sometimes. You know? Maybe that's why Hulk Hogan thought it was cool for him to say the N word yeah. because well, Booker, Booker T called me that on live TV. Booker T thinks I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like N-words <laughs> when they date my daughter. So, I mean. Whoa, brother. You know something, N-word. <laughs> I see a lot of you guys with white women, dude. That really, that really upsets the holster. It really gets us 24-inch pythons really going, dude. <laughs> now, this is what the holster says. In Hulkamania land, brother. If it ain't white, it ain't right. White stay with whites, dude. <laughs> There's no mixing of races, brother. You guys can say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and, and do your workouts, brother. But you got to do them separately. In equal facilities, bro. Separate but equal is what the whole thing says, dude. You wrestle in that ring. <laughs> I'm not down with mixed tag teams. No, and if you wrestle not in that mixed ring. mixed race tag teams, at least. And Junkyard Dog, if you're going to fight me in that ring, you better go in another way, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you better enter the ring on the other side, dude. We're not allowed to go into the same side. <laughs> I believe they have a junkyard dog only entrance, brother. What you gonna do when Jim Crow was riled on you? <laughs> uh, for once, I'm actually worried we're gonna get sued for Why? forty for forty billion dollars. <laughs> well, first off, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Hulkster's very litigious. Yeah, but all this stuff is true. It is. He did, true. He did say the N word. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> brother. <laughs> you know what I mean, brother? <laughs> brother of the Ku Klux Klan. But yeah, so anyway. Um, so Julian gets all bent out of shape and gets hella wasted at Quarks. And he's just like, you guys are all a bunch of dicks. 
You're a bunch of slaves, man. You're a bunch it doesn't of matter. Eventually, we're all gonna lose and die. Nine hundred billion people. You're all dumb, unlike me, who's real smart and smug. Yeah. And it's really fucking stupid to use Dabo as a metaphor for life. Like, eventually, you're gonna lose. Like, no, that's a gambling game. You're supposed yeah. to lose eventually. Yeah. The only winner in Dabo is Quark. That's right. <laughs> like, so Quark's like, yeah, I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah. You're going to lose, man. It's like Dabo, brother. Everything's a game of Dabo. And it's like, you try real hard, but I'm going to lose nine million billion kajillion people. They're all going to die because... You guys just won't surrender and be enslaved for like four generations until a generation rises up and has a rebellion, which could take hundreds of years. I mean, I don't understand why you guys won't listen to four maniacs that are stuck in a room together. When we by the way, this is all classified information. <laughs> You're just rambling on about it in corks. <laughs> You know what, man? I've had like a beer and a half and I'm totally wasted. <laughs> this synthahol is really going to my head, man. I'm going to go over to the hair salon to get some more dyed bloody tips. wasted. <laughs> right, right. You guys are all... Dyed tips and bleach my asshole. <laughs> then I'm going to go bang that lady who's really into fucking... What if, what if she was in the crazy house because she's a cock tease? She That's, never puts out. Never puts out, and everybody's like, "What the fuck, Lauren?" <laughs> and so they're like, "You know what? We're gonna put you here because you're crazy, man. You you give all the signs, and then when we get down to fucking, you're like, no, nah, I'm good.' And it's like, fuck you, lady, you're going to crazy jail <laughs> till you learn how to spread those legs. Yeah, till you learn to put out. Yeah." Or she just likes getting to like first base. She just wants to make out a little bit. Yeah. Then she I will say I was impressed and it had to be, this had to be like ADR recorded or something. But like when she planted that huge kiss on Julian, like she was talking and as her mouth was going into his mouth or like as she was sucking on his face, she was still talking. I was like, how is she doing that? Wow. You really, you really watched that scene a lot. Eh, yeah. <laughs> 25 times. <laughs> You know something, dude? I didn't like that scene very much, brother. <laughs> He's a little too brown for me. <laughs> if you catch my drift, dude. Whoa. <laughs> I think he's Al-Qaeda, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even knows that it is right now. <laughs> in the 90s. But the Hulkster knows. They were still kind of cool with us back then. <laughs> I mean, I guess Rambo is okay, but we'll, you know, yeah. good enough for Rambo, good enough for the Hulkster brother. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so they do that whole thing, and he gets all drunk and stupid. But yeah. then I guess <clears throat> Brazier tells him like, yeah, nobody cares about your projections, so they do what any rational people would do. They just punch him in the face. Yeah, they're like, all right, we'll tell the Dominion. Yeah, <laughs> how to beat the Federation. Yeah, he's like, hey. I don't think that's a good idea, Julian says. No, 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 no. Only two billion people will die. This is so much better. Much less dead people. Yeah. Which, I mean, they're not wrong, but... They are. Still pretty, pretty shitty. 
And Julian's like, yeah, no, you can't do that. Well, he says, yes, I can. And he punches him in the face. So I guess Jack's super strong, too. Or he's just super accurate with his punches. He just knows exactly where to get him. And he lays him out cold. And then they tied him up. And then Lauren fucked the shit out of him while he was unconscious. (laughs) She put a rubber band around his dick until it got hard. (laughs) All right, Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) She's a freak, man. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean nothing. <laughs> Julian does wake up tied to a chair with a rubber band around his cock, so I don't know. I, I mean, mean <laughs> you paint your own picture. I'm just I'm just connecting the dots here. I mean, you're not wrong. That's what I'm saying, Dennis. <laughs> it all works for me. So yeah, so um Yeah, and then I guess Julian talks to the mute girl and he's like, Hey look, muty. Yeah. I know, I know you, you like Jack. I know you want him to tap that ass, that I mute see. ass. I'm I'm always staring at you, and I see the way you look at Jack, and you can help him by helping me put this rubber band around my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Tighter. <laughs> and then let's have sex. <laughs> And then they free him, and then he stops them, and then everything's fine. Yeah. Because they, they, the, the crazy people had actually sent a transmission to Wyun, and Wyun was going to meet him in the fucking... Um, the broom closet. Yeah, the broom basically. closet for, for sex, for seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> but then uh, all of a sudden, Odo shows up. He's like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. And that's the end. Basically. And, they, they, you know, Julian tells them, well, you know, one person stopped you guys. So who's to say that all our predictions are correct? It's so because odd. all these little things make a big difference. Yes. And it's so odd to me that that's what does it. Like yeah. this mute girl spilling the beans on her cute Well, she didn't spill the guy. beans. She just untied Julian. Yeah, basically. <laughs> But yes, but I mean, like, yes. But she Julian, left a rubber band on. Yeah, <laughs> Julian doesn't kind of go like, these are our projections, but a guy like Cisco could throw all that right out the window because he's so daring and handsome and wonderful yeah. and, and sexy and determined. Like, they really don't, I guess, factor in, like, the human sense of determination not to be conquered by a bunch of drug addict aliens. You know, like they've clearly never heard of James T. Kirk is what I'm saying. Like they've never, they spent all that time watching all the Cardassian stuff and keeping up with the Kardashians and all that. They didn't yeah. bother, they didn't bother to learn about Captain William Tiberius Kirk, bro. Yeah. Every once in a while, you need to switch from E to the History Channel. Yes. And watch a Nazi documentary. Yep, and watch stuff about James Tiberius Kirk. Now he's going to fuck some shit up with some back chops and drop kicks yeah. and shit. <laughs> the axe handle. Yep. They didn't know anything about Spock or the awesomeness that is Archer. Yeah. So. I bet they didn't see uh, Romulus's star blowing up. 
going supernova. Mm. I didn't hear anything about that in their reports. No way, Jose. So, stranger things have happened. And then, um, <clears throat> then uh, I guess Julian goes down and plays some Dabo and wins, and now he's happy again. And then all of a sudden, like, the crazy people want to see him again before they leave. They want to see Julian. So Julian goes up, and he's like, okay, guys, you guys are okay by me. Oh, you're not mad at me? Oh, And then they say, like, okay, well, if we figure out how to beat the Dominion, we'll let you know. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. And now, my least favorite thing about this episode. Tell me. Great story. I love the execution and everything. The acting's pretty good. The very last shot is like this pullout shot uh-huh. on Julian in the room that they were all in the whole time. You were saying that. It's like so fucking bumpy. Like, how could they not get a smooth shot of this pullout? Like you see, uh, like they ran over something. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? So you're actually talking about the pullout. Like you weren't happy yeah. with it. Wasn't a nice smooth transition. No, and it doesn't seem like it was a difficult shot to get. Okay. Like when they fucked it up, they should have just done another take and like, all right, we can get this back. <laughs> it just really annoyed me That's right really at the funny. end of the episode. If it happened in the middle or something, I probably would have never noticed it, but it's right at the end and it's just like, what's happening? That's really funny. I'll have to go back. You know what? I didn't even notice that. Now I want to. Yeah. So I'm going to go back and check for the bumpy pullout shot. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> all right i'll look into that but so, besides, so what, uh, what do you what do you give that episode uh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a seven like i thought i would find it annoying because when i first started watching it i was like oh god this is gonna be annoying even the title sounds annoying yeah i was like you know what this episode's mm, i'm gonna hate it but the more i watched it the more i enjoyed it uh i'm surprised i enjoyed it as much as i did to be honest with you that's kind of the overall feeling i have i'm surprised i enjoyed it as much as i did i'm going to give this episode a seven there's no reason why i should like this episode that much dennis but i really did yeah you know yeah i mean i agree i I think it's a seven two and kind of like you when i first started watching i was like oh where is this going that's what i said how they tied in the war with these people because like the last couple episodes, they really haven't talked about the Dominion War that much. Yeah. So it's nice to see what's, you know, they could, this could have easily been like a bottle episode where Julian's just talking to these people about their feelings and stuff and it just gets really dumb. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, how can we tie this into the bigger picture of what's happening right now? And I thought that was really cool. It served a real practical purpose. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous that Julian would just turn on the TV and start watching this Cardassian speech in these people's room. <laughs> but yeah but it served to move the plot forward and tie in the whole war effort with these people's, you know, special abilities. No, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I can't believe that I liked it. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. So I really enjoyed it. So there you go. That's it. Ding, ding, ding. Game's over. Good right. job. Good job, Dennis. Good job, you. I think we made some very funny comments during this podcast as well. So I'm going to give this podcast a seven as well. <gasps> yeah, it'll be, wow. out, it'll be out on Friday. I'll, t- I'll put it out Friday night, probably before D&D. And then everybody will be happy and ready to go. Nice. And I'm happy and ready to go to bed. So let's do that. 
So you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Dennis and I will be back hopefully with Jenny and Ben soon. Um, and yeah, we'll have the whole crew back together shortly. Hopefully. We'll have our, our foursome. Yes. Mutant freaks. Yes, yes, but we're all. But the cool part is we're all sex maniacs. That's right. <laughs> so you guys have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you later. I don't understand.